I wish tonight to speak about the compassions of God. Uh, the dictionary says about compassion, it is sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings or misfortune of others. <clears throat> In the course of a conversation on Friday, within about 15 to 20 minutes, I was told of a young man of 25 who had drunk himself to death. Another woman who came to work and she was drunk when she arrived for work at 8 o'clock in the morning. And I read two of an, her, her two of an 18-year-old girl who was suffering from mental health issues. 18 years old. And I, and it, what a burden it brought to my heart about suffering humanity. And do you think, my dear here, that God doesn't feel these things? These were just three people. What a picture, you might say, of humanity around us today. The suffering of man. And do you think that God doesn't feel? People say, why doesn't God intervene? Well, I would answer that one in two ways, that God has intervened. <clears throat> He's intervened in the giving of his only son. We sung in a hymn, when lost our condition, or ruined undone, he saw with compassion and spared not his son. We think of all that is proceeding in the world at the present time, the political unrest, the suffering there is, the... Uh, Wars and strife on every hand. The evil. We think, why doesn't God come in? Well, the thing is, my friend, God is, in, is going to intervene again. He's going to have to intervene, but if he intervenes again, it will be in judgment. And God is not wanting to judge. He's waiting upon men everywhere that they, they might repent and come to him and find what a blessed God he is and what a heart he has. A heart of love, a God that has compassion for his creature. For God so loved that he gave. And friend, he gave his son that you might be saved, saved from your sins. We might not feel of ourselves as being anywhere like those people I've spoken of and had in that conversation on Friday. But you read these Gospels and you see the suffering of humanity when Jesus came into this world. Think of all those that were suffering from demons. Think of those that had every disease and every bodily weakness Jesus healed them all you know, it's amazing isn't it the answer to all the problems of the NHS is if Jesus was here he would be able to heal them all all of bodily weakness and all of illnesses all was, went at the name and the power of the word of Jesus, what a man Jesus was Jesus <coughs> came into this poor world, this sin stricken world, you see, you see the world Hasn't really changed, has it? The suffering of humanity when Jesus was here is the same today. The millions and millions of men upon this earth suffering under the, the weight of... And what is the cause of it? It is sin, my friend, that has brought all the, the pain and the suffering upon mankind. But you know, Jesus is the answer. love this scripture where it says he went around the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the glad tidings of the kingdom. But what we have to speak of is good news, <coughs> glad tidings in relation to the kingdom. You realise that there is a kingdom, if a kingdom, if there's a kingdom, there is a king. And God's kingdom is is known as a kingdom that's in heaven at the present time and will full, soon be established upon this earth. And the king is Jesus. And he is his, he has every right to be the king through who he is and through what he has done. And that king wants to be your saviour, my friend. And maybe there's some here 
Even as believers, what burdens believers carry too. Every one, every sigh, every cry is known to the blessed God. He's able to bring in his healing. He has compassion and feeling for you. My friend, may you realise that there is a God who really loves you. It says in Peter's, cast all our cares upon him, for he cares about you. God isn't unfeeling. I wish to convey something of the compassions of God to you tonight. Think of these compassions that were expressed in Jesus when he was here. Think of him moving here. He saw the crowds. He was moved with compassion because they were harassed and cast away as sheep as not having a shepherd. You see, even the authorities of that day had no answer to the problems of society. Just as today, they come up with all kinds of, or they speak of all kinds of schemes and, and, and situations and things that they can try to, to alleviate the problems that are in the world. And they find that they're unable. It awaits the incoming of Christ and his kingdom when he will set everything right. But my friend, tonight this person, the Lord Jesus, he can become your personal saviour. And if you are under the weight of sin or distress, cry out to him in all your need. Because my friend, he is there available waiting to save you. The one who died upon that cross, the one who shed his blood, the one who gave his life to save you. What a saviour he is. He's my saviour. He wants to be your saviour. And he wants you to be saved from your sins and he wants you to become a subject of his kingdom too. Every one who walks here, walks here as a believer in Jesus as a testimony to his saving grace. And so <coughs> he looked at these crowds as sheep not having a shepherd. What a, what a situation that is. You ever see sheep without a shepherd or without the shepherd dog that are scattered all over but then takes the shepherd to gather them together. And the Lord Jesus said that he, he, is, the, he is the way he spoke of himself as the door into the fold. If anybody enter in by me, he shall, he shall come in and circle out and have pasture. What a saviour Jesus is. And he's my saviour. He's available to be each of our saviour here. But he too wants to be Lord to you. And so I was read this man in Mark's Gospel. <clears throat> this is an interesting chapter as well. You read the first big, the Gospel of Mark, <clears throat> beginning of it, full chapter this chapter. All the healing that Jesus bring, bringing in here, all those that he was he was dealing with, and then he says that the evening had come, the sun had gone down, and they brought him all that were suffering, those possessed by demons, and the whole city was gathered together at the door. To think of the need that Jesus was meeting, gathered at the door, and he healed many suffering from various diseases, casting out many demons. They did not suffer the demons to speak because they knew him. Says, doesn't it? Even the demons know him and they tremble. With the word of Jesus, a man who was possessed by a demon, they said, Has thou come to judge us now? They know that Jesus, who he is, the power that he has. And here we are in a world today with so many people have no idea who Jesus is or who he was. And the sad thing is, there's so many that are just not interested. Think of those who pass by. Does it mean nothing to you or you that pass by? Think of many passing by this hall tonight, the invitation to the gospel. They're not interested how successful you might say Satan is in people's lives and giving them, filling their lives with other things. And yet they've no room for Jesus. Have you room for Jesus in your heart? Room for Jesus in your life? Don't turn your back on Jesus. Don't turn your back on the gospel. It's God's power to salvation and you need to be saved and you need to be brought to realisation that you have a need. And so here we have Jesus here. It says, verse 35, a really impressed upon me today that rising in the morning long before day he went out and went into a desert place and there prayed 
well, how many of us lie in our beds early in the morning? But he, he rose early, long before day, and he sought the place where he could pray. Think of Jesus, the Son of God, finding a place early in the morning to pray to his God. I think it's great instruction for us in relation to our lives, you know, rising early and com- committing ourselves in prayer to God. We say, well, I haven't got time for that. My day is busy. But Jesus had a full life. He found time to pray to his Father. And so he, he, he prayed. What was he praying in relation to? It was seen that he was praying in relation to the fact that about going into other country towns to preach there. Jesus was preaching the kingdom. Of course, he said when he was here, didn't he? He said, the kingdom of God is amongst you. The kingdom was personified in himself. Here he was, wanting to preach the glad tidings of the kingdom, to reach into the hearts and souls of these sad, disconsolate people. Think of earlier, just earlier in this chapter, he cast out demons and the Pharisees, they had, they had accredited that to casting them out by the devil. Think of the, think of the opposition that Jesus faced here. The full force of Satan, you might say. And that was, came to its full, fullest extent when it came to the cross, when Satan came back, you might say, think of Jesus contemplating the sufferings of the cross in the garden. He said, if it be possible, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but thine be done. Think of him there on that cross, the taunts and the jeers of those around him. I suppose the devil thought he'd, he had his day when Jesus was crucified, and yet it was there was displayed the whole heart of God, where man's heart and hatred was uh, <coughs> met out against the blessed Saviour. There was the heart of God <coughs> magnified in the words of Jesus. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. They had no idea they were crucifying the Lord of glory. He was there under the will of God. He went to that cross. It is his will that he should go there to become the substitute and the sacrifice. <coughs> Who for? For us, for us all, for the sins of the world. He's available to all. To whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He was there as a sacrifice to whosoever to call upon him. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses from all sin. We read this this afternoon, but that blood is available to all who call upon him tonight. Jesus can be your saviour. You know, if you turn your back on the gospel, if you say, I don't want it, there's no other way of salvation. There's no other blessing for you. If you turn your back on the God's glad tidings, the answer to this will be an eternity away from the presence of God in hell. Now, people speak of hell glibly, they speak of it as a place that if their friends are there, they're going to enjoy it. If you read Luke 16, you find that man was alone, without friends, without companionship or anything. There's, you know, the devil would try to light, he tries to lighten things up, make, make out as if death isn't, isn't so bad after all. It's just the end of life here. But my friend, death is a judgment of God upon sin. And Jesus has met that. He met the power of Satan, the power of death and the cross, going into death and coming out again. So we preach a living, risen Saviour, the King of kings and Lord of lords, sitting at the right throne, at the, at the right hand of the throne of his God. And he's waiting there tonight, ready to save you. So the prophet Isaiah could say, look unto me and be ye saved, or ye enter the earth. Look to Jesus. Look outside of yourself and look to this blessed person. And so it says that all sought him. <clears throat> he was preaching this synagogues and there comes to him a leper. This is one individual. Comes to him a leper. Have you ever come to Jesus? Have you ever felt the need to come to Jesus? Ever been burdened about your sins? Maybe you don't consider yourself too bad and in the grand scheme of things with other men you may not be too bad but if you are still, my friend, a sinner who needs a saviour. This man was a leper. 
He realised it, he knew it. Think of the what happened to lepers in the scriptures, you know, in the Old Testament you read about them. <clears throat> Think of the, the terrible affliction of this disease. We don't hear too much about leprosy today, but there were le- lepers. I remember when I was at school, quite a few years ago now, but I remember something, someone coming to speak to us about the le- leper colonies and the suffering that there was at that time. I don't think there was any, any known cure for it. But anyway, at this time, there was no cure for leprosy. And someone who got leprosy, who was amongst the Jews, and he had to go outside the camp, and he had to declare to anybody that came any near him, he had to cry out, unclean, unclean. What a, what a, what a thing that was. I've often thought of when someone first realised that maybe the spot of leprosy appeared in his skin, and think of the horror and the fear that would have enveloped him, you know. And then maybe trying to wash it away, you know. And you, th- you think about it in a moral way. People like to try to do that in relation to their sins, don't they? Think that maybe they can cover them up somehow. Hopefully it will go away and nobody realise. Even as children, when we sin, we do something that's wrong and disobey our parents and something bad. And maybe we damage something. We try to hide it under the bed or behind a curtain and hope that our parents won't find it. And uh, the fear when they do find it. The retribution that there is. But, our God, but, but, but with God, you see, everything is open and laid bare, isn't it? God, he sees our hearts. He knows what we are, but he has the remedy. He has the answer. For this leper, feeling as if the weight of his leprosy came to Jesus, <coughs> says he came beseeching him and falling on his knees. This is a man in great need. And you know, I felt the answer to all these problems to men today is coming to Jesus and falling on their knees and seeking forgiveness from him he says if thou wilt thou canst cleanse me interesting isn't it he doesn't say if thou wilt heal me he said cleanse me you know we need to be cleansed from our sins heal from our infirmities and cleanse from our sins it's our sins and iniquities that keep us from God and yet God is saying tonight in the glad tidings in relation to our sins I will never remember them anymore as far as the east is from the west so shall thy sins be. And if you think about it, it's an immeasurable distance. You can't measure the east from the west. And that's what God is prepared to do in relation to your sins. If you're simply come to Jesus, you must come to Jesus. See, the Lord Jesus said that when he was here, about, you will not come to me, he says. You will not come to me. You read the scriptures, but you will not come to me. And the person of Jesus is so essential and important that each of us must come to Jesus and this man realised that Jesus had the answer. He fell on his knees. He was troubled about his leprosy. And if you haven't got a saviour, if you haven't confessed your sins, you need to be troubled about them because it's your sins that will shut you out from the presence of God eternally if the sin matter is not settled. And so it says, if thou art able, if thou wilt, thou canst cleanse me. What wonderful words from Jesus, you know. Think of his movements here. Move with compassion. He felt this man's condition. Think of the leprosy that had hold of him. He feels, he feels the effects of sin in our lives. Move with compassion. He stretched out his hand and touched him. You know, that was an incredible thing to do. Nobody would dare touch a leper. Because if you touched the leper, you would catch leprosy. It was that contagious. But Jesus, who he was, in him sin was not. A pure, pure man, he could not be tainted by sin. He was able to touch this leper. And handled him freely, the note says... He says, I will be thou cleansed. What a, what a, what a 
What an answer. I will be thou cleansed. See, God is wanting to bless you. He's willing to bless you. He's waiting to bless you. You have to come to him in repentance and say, Lord, have mercy on me. You know, don't, don't stand there in all your self-righteousness. The two men who went up to the temple to pray, the one prayed, he thanked God he wasn't like the rest of men. Many may have prayed that prayer. But then a man, another man said, have mercy on me, the sinner. And that's what you have to come to. Just cry out to God and all your need and ask him to have mercy on you. And think of yourself as the sinner, not as a sinner, not like many others. Take it personally, the sinner, and God will bless you. So he says, I will be thou cleansed. And as he spoke straightway, the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. Think of that immediate blessing. That's what you will find tonight as you confess Christ as your saviour. Immediate forgiveness of your sins. You don't have to (coughs) lead a life of trying to rectify all your wrongs. You just have to confess your sins to God. Confess them to the Lord Jesus and he he will bless you. He will save you. Well, I trust that each of us here have come the way, the divinely appointed way. It's not the gospel according to me. It's the gospel according to God. It's God's glad tidings. And we must be subject to his word. And his word, we can faithfully preach his word. We don't preach men, we preach Christ Jesus and him crucified. Think of what it has cost God to redeem your precious soul. He's given everything. He's given his son, Jesus. What a, what a gift it is, you know. Think of how that must have penetrated God's heart. The fa- God the Father, to see his son taken by men's hands. and The treatment that they bestowed upon him. They spat at him. They mocked him. They jeered him, they put a crown of thorns on his head and a purple robe and they hit him over the head with a reed. Think of the physical sufferings of Jesus. But then God had to put his son, as his son was put on that cross, he had to put upon him the iniquities of us all. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Think of those stripes that God, the stripes of God's judgment falling on the head of Jesus on that cross that caused Jesus to cry out, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Well, I tell you, he was my substitute. He was there for you too, friend. The love that held him on that cross is for you. And it's because he loves you. The compassions of God. His heart of love expressed at the cross. The full hatred of man's heart there. But to Jesus could say, as I said earlier, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Take it personally, friend, it was for you. And so I finally read in that, gospel, in that chapter 11 of Matthew, Come to me, all ye who labour and are burdened, and I will give you rest. I know there are those here who are carrying burdens, who are burdened. You know, labour and burdened, and maybe we struggle. We struggle on our own sometimes to try and meet those burdens, but Jesus would say, come to me, all you who are labour and are burdened, and I will give you less. The I is emphatic. Jesus will come in, a compassionate, loving saviour. he come into your circumstances and he will give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you. But the yokes of men, you know, are heavy, aren't they? Burdens that men put upon men, they're very heavy. <clears throat> but Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. You see, the Pharisees, when they were here, the Lord said, you put burdens upon men and you won't even lift a finger to help them. And that's just like life today, isn't it? The burdens are put on people and there's no one or anything to help. But you see, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am meek and lowly in heart. What a word that is to me. I am meek and lowly in heart. This is the saviour. This is the king of kings. 
the Lord of glory, meek and lowly in heart. <coughs> and I, and you shall find rest to your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I trust that everyone here, whatever burden they may be carrying, whatever sorrow, might find rest to their souls in coming to Jesus, finding that he is the one, he is the one who has the answers to all our needs and our sorrows. What a saviour he is, you know. What, what sorrows we carry. It's, in many ways, it's a challenge. And life is a challenge. And the Christian's pathway is a challenge. It's not just a rosy walk to glory. It's lots of challenges and sorrows that we carry along the way. But you know you can carry them with Jesus. He can share them with you. You can commune with him. God has given his, his, his spirit to indwell our hearts. The Holy Spirit taking his abode in our hearts. That we might have living communion with the Lord Jesus in glory. We've never seen him, have we? Never seen him. But soon we're going to see him actually face to face. What a moment that will be. We made the culmination of our faith and our pathway here is when we should be caught up to glory and see Jesus face to face. What a hope we have. If we pass through the article, have to pass through the article of death, we know that we go to be in his presence, absent from the body, present with the Lord. No delay. Wonderful to be in the presence of Jesus. But soon all of those who love him are going to be caught up to meet him in the air. Is that your hope? Is it your outlook? Or are you looking for something here? My friend, this world is doomed. It's going on to its judgment and its doom. But God is speaking tonight in the glad times to reach poor weary souls in all the cares and burdens that they carry that they might come to Jesus. Well, may it be your portion. May you come in to him and trust him and serve him here while we await his coming. For his name's sake. Amen. <clears throat>